Ahoy from Tibidabo! This is Rorschach's Ocean Update from the 14th of November 2023. A summary of what's going down in the 70% surface of the Earth covered in salt water. State members of the Pacific Islands Forum attended the regional summit in Cook Islands from Monday the 6th until Friday the 10th. During the meeting, members deliberated over deep-sea mining. Mark Brown, the chair of the Forum and Prime Minister of the Cook Islands, offered seabed nodules as gifts for all the leaders, saying that they could be the solution to develop economies without fossil fuels. On the other hand, some leaders, including Sir Angel Weeps Jr., president of Palau, raised concerns and pushed for a moratorium to assess a potential ecological harm deep-sea mining might cause on the Pacific Ocean. The debate revolved around balancing the economic gain with the risk to ocean ecosystems, and it created two factions. The one who considered deep-sea mining an economic opportunity, and its opponents who are worried about the irreversible damage deep mining will cause to the seabed and marine species. During the same summit, Mark Brown also spoke about the need to revise the South Pacific Nuclear Free Zone Treaty in light of the recent events of Australia's AUKUS submarine deal and the Japanese discharge of treated wastewater from the Fukushima nuclear power plant. Brown emphasized the treaties need to reflect the Pacific's contemporary worries, including nuclear waste storage, Japan's water discharge, and surveillance of nuclear power submarine. The members of the forum discussed these concerns with efforts to ensure compliance with treaty obligations. Sitiveni Rabuka, Fiji's prime minister, withdrew his support for the discharge of Japanese wastewater. Climate change was one of the main topics on the summit's agenda, specifically decarbonization and Australia's potential contribution to the Green Climate Fund. In the summit, Australian Prime Minister Anthony Albanese agreed to offer refuge to 280 residents of the island nation of Tuvalu each year displaced by climate change. Tuvalu is a small group of low-lying islands in the remote Pacific Ocean that are slowly disappearing due to rising sea levels and increased storms. The bilateral agreement was called Pale Pill Union. Pale Pili is a Tuvaluan word that expresses neighborliness. The agreement includes a visa program for Tuvaluans, land reclamation in Tuvalu, and bilateral consultation on security pacts with third parties. From the Pacific to the Indian Ocean, Australia and India have expanded their military bases in the region. The new constructions are mostly located in strategic positions to monitor the three main passages into the ocean, Malacca, Lombok, and Sunda Straits. Felix Chang, from the Foreign Policy Research Institute, published an article on Monday the 6th about the geopolitical situation in the region. He stated that this military expansion is due to China's growing maritime presence in the Indian Ocean. Specifically, India is expanding its bases in the Andaman and Nicobar Islands, investing in surveillance aircraft. Australia wants to establish a military base in the Cocoa Islands and expands its Serling naval base to support nuclear-powered submarines. And from the Indian to the Atlantic. On Monday the 6th, Mohammed VI, the King of Morocco, announced an international initiative to aid Sahel countries in accessing the Atlantic Ocean. The Sahel region is located in sub-Saharan Africa, which stretched from the Atlantic Ocean to the Red Sea. The King remarked on the needs for cooperation, highlighting how collaborative projects among different nations and infrastructure investments will allow the Sahel countries bordering the Atlantic to increase the economy of the whole region. In other news, Jerry DeMarco, Canada's Commissioner of the Environment and Sustainable Development, recently released statements on the inadequate fish catch data collection by Fisheries and Oceans Canada, 
a federal institution responsible for safeguarding the waters and managing Canada's fisheries and ocean resources. Despite the creation of the fishery monitoring policy, DeMarco said there is a lack of resources for its implementation, leading to incomplete monitoring requirements. He said that, quote, without dependable and timely data on fish being caught, Fisheries and Oceans Canada does not know whether commercial stocks are being overfished, end of quote. The department invested 31 million U.S. dollars on a system to collect and give access to data across regions, but delivered only the initial modules of this new system and had to extend the system's completion deadline from 2020 to 2030. Moving on, a U.S. military aircraft crashed in the eastern Mediterranean Sea during a training exercise on Friday the 10th. The U.S. European Command confirmed the incident but didn't release any information on the aircraft type, casualties, or crew status. The cause of the accident is still under investigation. Still in Europe, the shipping company Via Sea, mainly operating between the Baltics and Norway, is purchasing two hydrogen-powered container ships with lower energy consumption. The Enova organization, owned by Norway's Ministry of Climate and Environment, is providing financial support of almost 172 million Norwegian kroner, more than 15 million US dollars. The aim of Biasi is to lead the maritime industry towards investments in emission-free vessels. The two new container ships will feature emission-free technologies such as green hydrogen and rotor sails. Hydrogen refueling will take place in Norway, and the ships will operate with a combination of hydrogen and diesel fuel that will reduce CO2 emissions by over 75%. When hydrogen is available in all the plant route, the ships will run in a 100% hydrogen modality, completely emission-free. Still on ship companies, Dockendale Green Marine Ship Management is the first ship company exclusively dedicated to methanol-powered ships. The company is located in Dubai, the United Arab Emirates. The Indian ship management provider Dockendale Ship Management and Danish methanol marine specialist Green Marine have united to form this new company and combining technical expertise and methanol marine innovation. The partnership wants to inspire the transition to an environmentally friendly shipping industry. In the Antarctic, scientists put truckers as hats on elephant seals to help them map the ocean floor. According to the Australian Antarctic Program Partnership, the researchers attached the sensors with adhesive to the hair of the seal's head. Seals shed this hair each year, so they will lose the tracker eventually as well. Thanks to the seal's diving, scientists discovered an underwater canyon in Vansines Bay at a depth of over a mile or 1.5 kilometers. The devices on the seal's heads measured the water's depth, temperature, and salt levels. According to the paper published in the journal Nature Communications Earth and Environment, scientists want to name the canyon Mirunga Nunya, after the scientific name of the elephant seals to commemorate the animal's health in the research. Next up, the Suez Canal Economic Zone secured a deal of over 15 billion US dollars with Chinese companies to boost green fuel production. Walid Gamal Eldin, chairman of the Economic Zone, said that the agreement will develop 11 projects and produce 9,000 job opportunities. The Central Bank of Egypt reported that the Egyptian ports associated with the zone have also signed seven agreements worth more than 1 billion US dollars. Closing with water sports. The Clipper Race fleet finished in Cape Town on Saturday the 11th after a 3,500 nautical miles South Atlantic trek that started in Ponta del Este, Uruguay, with Cape Townian skipper Ryan Gibson's dare to lead claiming victory. 700 people from 55 nationalities 
are participating in the clip around the world yacht race. Despite unexpected weather and tactical challenges, the runner-up was Perseverance, and Zhonghai ended up third. And that's it for this week. Thank you for joining us. Before we leave, we wanted to thank everyone who has been listening to us and welcome all the new subscribers. We are happy that Vroshak Ocean community is growing. However, we are also sad because we had to cancel our update about Nigeria due to a lack of audience and revenue. So please, if you enjoyed the Vroshak Ocean update, share it with your friends or on social media or message us if you have any ideas on how to keep growing without including ads. Also, if you are feeling super generous today, you can financially support us with the link in the show notes. See you next week.